Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. You would have seen last night on my Instagram page, put up another one of my storylines of 2021, two storylines that I I find really intriguing. The first one is the Penrith Panthers redemption, and I'll touch more on it in a minute, but of course, they achieved so much in 2020, but came home with nothing at the end of the day. It's going to be really interesting to see how they bounce back. The other storyline is, of course, Kevin Walters rebuilding the Brisbane Broncos. It was the lowest point in their club's history in 2020. And old, like one of the favorite old boys of all time, he returns to Red Hill and he's rebuilding their club. Another intriguing storyline. Let's dive in first to the Penrith Panthers. Switching it Luai likes what he sees in front of him. He's away. He's got Naden. And Naden goes over. Panthers get their third. For me, this is one of the most interesting storylines leading into 2021. Obviously, the Penrith Panthers, they won 17 games in a row season 2020. Simply unbelievable. I think they lost, you know, one game all season until they got to the grand final and they were just blowing teams off the park. They were playing incredible footy. They were able to do it in a number of ways as well, which was really scary from a young side. But on grand final day, they got there and you could just tell the experience in the Melbourne Storm squad. It proved to be too much. You could see when they ran out onto that field on grand final day that it was the Melbourne Storm. They were there to do business. Their game face was on. They were calm and they were focused. Penrith Panthers, as they have been all year, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but they were very hyped, jumping up and down, yelling and screaming, and that might be who the Penrith Panthers are, and that's fine, but you need to adapt that to some extent, in my opinion. Grand finals, you need to be focused, and you need to have have a bit of experience to control the emotions, and you know what? The Penrith Panthers, maybe they had to have that heartbreak of 2020 to become the team they're going to be. Maybe they need that experience. Because it's not easy. I mean, we sit here and go, oh, you need experience. Experience is hard to get. Experience means you have to do well and you have to uh, deal with failures and you have to overcome obstacles. It's hard. Don't get me wrong. I'm not bagging the Penrith Panthers. What the Melbourne Storm have done and what the Roosters have done over the last 10 years is simply unbelievable and it shouldn't be the example. 
It should be what teams are aiming for, but, mate, they are the exception. What they've done has been simply incredible. And the Penrith Panthers, they have the squad to become one of those sides. Without a doubt, they've got all the ability in the world. This can be... This can just be a buffet of talent that they've got at Penrith for the next 10 years. But the thing that does worry me is that I feel like experience costs them on the big stage. I mean, you have a look at their spine. Abby Curacao, he's played his fair few you know, games of first grade. But outside of that, Cleary, Luai, Dylan Edwards, they're all young fellas. And a lot of their strike players, you know, Stephen Crichton, young fellas as well, even Viliami Kikau. They're not overly experienced heads. They haven't played in these big games before. And the thing that worries me the most is that, and I said this all through 2020, this is why I had the Melbourne Storm winning the premiership from day dot, is that experience matters on the big stage, experience matters. When there's chaos like COVID, experience is even more important. This offseason, the Panthers have had James Tamu and they've had Josh Mansour walk out the door. These two are going to be major losses. They're the two most, of the top of my head, they're the two most experienced heads in this team. They've been around the longest. Isaiah Yo, James Fisher-Harris, they're probably next. But, mate, James Tamer, he's, he's played, what, 200, probably 250 games. He's won a premiership with the Cowboys. He's played for Australia. He's played for New South Wales. Done it all, James Tamer. And he led them perfectly last year. Josh Mansour, he's played Origin. He's played for Australia. He's played, you know, 200-odd games or whatever it might be. Maybe just under 200. But he's a really experienced guy, especially in a back line full of young fellas. I mean, you look at the rest of the back line. You've got Brian Toto, Brett Naden, Tyrone May, Stephen Crichton, Dylan Edwards, even the halves, as I said, Jerome Luai, Nathan Cleary. Nathan Cleary, sorry. Don't know who Cleary is. But, I mean, Josh Mansell, he's the only one over the age of, what, 24? Maybe 25? I'm not sure how old Tyrone May is. He might be a little bit older, but losing two guys like them, it's going to be really interesting. They're going to be a team that's going to come into this season under just about more pressure than anyone. The, the, the weight of expectation is now going to be sitting on the Panthers. And they're going to be sitting there, and, you know, no one will say it, but all offseason, they're going to be sitting there going, Jesus, we won 17 games in a row. We were unbelievable last year. We lost two games all year. We don't have a premiership. We come home with nothing. It's going to matter. I really think it's going to matter. You've got... As I said, Tamu and Mansell that have left, but you've also got another major loss, and that's going to be Trent Barrett. Now, I think he had a major influence on on these halves this year, and I, I don't think Nathan Cleary goes to the level he's gone to at club level without Trent Barrett. So it's going to be interesting once he leaves, leaves the building, how their attack looks, because I think he had a lot to do with it. The tempo that Nathan Cleary was playing with all year, it was so much like Trent Barrett, it wasn't even funny back in his day. So they they have a lot of obstacles to overcome. They have a lot of pressure they have to carry with them. They have a lot of expectation they have to deal with. Now they're starting from square one with everyone else. They spent all last year in front, cutting the cloud. Now they're back to square one after they've achieved nothing. They had a great season, don't get me wrong, and I'm not bagging them for achieving nothing, but the reality is didn't win that premiership. The best opportunity the Penrith Panthers have had to win a premiership since 2003. That was 17 years ago now. They didn't get the job done. They got there on grand final day. And the experience on the big stage, it came through for the Melbourne Storm. Penrith, as I said a few days ago, they went through 17 weeks. Smiling, laughing, giggling, slapping each other's asses, playing basketball, highlights videos on Instagram, everything, you know, drip season coming in. All of a sudden now they've got six months after losing a game. And then most of them, like Nathan Cleary, went into origin camp. Ended up coming out of it with more criticism than anyone that's ever played 
a season as well as he did. There's only three matches in that origin. He got man of the match in one, one out of three of them. He got his team to the grand final. He was a whisker away from the Jallium. He still comes in with more criticism than anyone. And without Trent Barrett next year. I'm saying the Penrith Panthers won't be successful, but my God, this is a really, really, really difficult situation to be in for a young side. We haven't seen them. We haven't seen them respond to something like this before, and they've never been in this position. So, of course, we haven't seen it, but it's going to be really interesting. And this is a storyline that I think is really intriguing. The Penrith Panthers, they could win the minor premiership next year, or they could finish 10th. And I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised. They've got enough cattle to definitely make the top eight, to definitely make the top four, but pressure and expectation, it can do funny things to teams. And the Penrith Panthers, they're going to be really interesting. It's on a fend. Still going. Katani Stags. He's got support. White needs support. Katani Stags is superstar. What a try. Our second storyline is, of course, Kevin Walters' rebuild in Brisbane. Now, this team, it was a franchise low year in 2020. On the field, off the field, it was just an absolute clusterfuck. And they need to turn this around now. Now, they're making all the right noises. They went into preseason camp last week, and Walters faced the media and said, "Uh, we're drawing a sand in the line. We're starting again. We're hitting the restart button. We're going to get the best out of Tavita Pangai Jr. We're going to re-sign this guy. This guy's a priority. All sizzle at the moment. We need to see the stake. We need to see the Brisbane Broncos restore faith in their fans. I mean, what they had to go through last year, it's simply not right from the Brisbane Broncos. They're too much of a proud club. They're too much of a proud franchise to be doing what they did last year. And some of the tries they were allowing last season on their line, they just, you know, they had second rowers running over the top of front rowers who had their feet planted. It just, it shouldn't be happening. It simply shouldn't be happening in Brisbane. I know I spoke about this a lot during the season, but It really was shameful to watch. When you look at the Brisbane Broncos over the last 30 years, where they've come from and where they are now, they're in serious trouble. Now, the thing that worries me about the Brisbane Broncos is that I've said, I think experience matters so much in the modern game. And here they are. Darius Boyd leave the building. Say whatever you will about Darius Boyd. He's a you know he's a three hundred gamer. He's done everything in the game you could possibly do. Losing him, it's going to hurt around the camp. They're halves. They still don't really have that seven or that six to lead them around. I mean, Tommy Dearden, he's a young fella. Um, he's got he's still very raw. He's got a lot to learn in the game. He's not a true leader yet. He's a really talented seven. Don't get me wrong. He's got a big future. But, geez, it's a big job to give to this kid. Jack Bird's another guy that I think they could have really done with. They've let him leave. I understand he's been injured and all that, and that's fine. But, mate, to go into this season with Tommy Dearden... Um, six, I assume, is going to be Anthony Milford. I mean, the pressure's really on him here. There's, you know, there's been more talk from Kevin Walters that he might consider him as a captain option. And personally, I find that hard to believe. But you have to do something to get the best out of Milford, don't you? If he doesn't perform this year, they probably have to make a change there. I think he probably has to go because they've been waiting too long even to see the best out of Milford just to see 70% of what Milford can bring. Last year was embarrassing from Anthony Milford. I'm a guy that when he left Canberra, when he was playing in Canberra, I thought he was going to be the next absolute superstar. I thought Brisbane had hit absolute gold here. And for the first two or three years, it looked that way. He was sensational. 
But since then, it's been terribly disappointing. There's been talk of him potentially playing fullback. He would want to have one hell of a preseason behind him for him to play fullback. I'm not sure if he's got the confidence to do it at the moment. He just, he doesn't look like a fullback to me anymore, but a new face, a new coach, a new voice in Kevin Walters. Maybe he can get the best out of Milford, and I think realistically he has to for this club to turn it around. Milford has got too much ability to be throwing up what he's been throwing up for the last 18 months. It really does worry me. Andrew McCulloch walks back in, which will help, but Geez, what's going to be the optics around that? How How is Andrew McCulloch going to feel at that club? They showed him the door last year, like, during COVID, almost like, we don't need you. And they beg him to come back, essentially. Like, they desperately need a guy like Andrew McCulloch. So, I mean, there, there's obviously going to be people in that camp that McCulloch knows they didn't want him there last year. Maybe they're gone now. Maybe it was, you know, all of Seabold's people. I don't know, but... I mean, I just don't know how well this storyline lines up for Andrew McCulloch either. you got Jakey Turpin, who's going to return from injury, really talented footballer. Is he going to have the shits that Andrew McCulloch's returning? Is it going to push him to go to a new level? I don't know how it's going to work. You've got Tavita Pangai Jr., which he's talked up a lot this offseason, saying we're going to get the very best out of him. And I hope Tavita Pangai Jr. plays his best footy, but he has been a footballer built on dysfunction. He's had a lot of errors in him. He's had a lot of brain explosions in him. It's really hard to turn a franchise around when you have got those sort of fellas in your side. And more than happy to be wrong on that, I hope Tavita Pangai Jr. does turn it around because he's got so much ability, it's not even funny. It's not even fair to the rest of the NRL. When Tavita Pangai Jr. is on and he's focused, he can be anything. Kevin Walters, he's got a lot of guys that he has to get right here, and if he does, be a superstar side. But it's a lot to ask. Katoni Staggs is another one. They need to right, re-sign him ASAP. He's going to play center, I assume, and there's been a bit of word around him playing six. I think he will play center, but Walters needs to just let him roam. Walters needs to do what him, what what Freddie was doing with uh, Turbo in Origin. Just let him play natural instinct footy. Let him pop up here and there. Move him into the middle for the last 10 minutes of the first half and the back end of games. Tony Staggs, he needs to be touching that football upwards of 30 occasions in each game for Brisbane to compete this year, in my opinion. He needs to have his hands on the ball a lot more. It's a really big test for Kevin Walters here. And, I mean, the optics coming out of Brisbane, they haven't been good the last 12 months. Uh, There's obviously, you know, the relationship with a lot of the old boys is in absolute tatters. And, I mean, if we fast forward 18 months, and let's say worst-case scenario, Brisbane don't improve. They're sitting at the bottom of the ladder in 12 months. All of a sudden, a bit of pressure on Kevin Walters, and they have to move away from him. One of the Brisbane Broncos' favourite sons. I love the story of an old boy coming back to restore the Brisbane Broncos to what they used to be. But if it does go wrong, the club's in absolute tatters. If they have to dump Kevin Walters, one of their greatest players ever, I think he's won six premierships with the Brisbane Broncos. If they have to dump him and it doesn't end well, and there becomes a rift between the players and Kevin Walters, there's a divided change room. He's lost the players. The worst thing to ever happen to the Broncos. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it all turns around. And I'm not saying it will be a disaster, but I'm just saying it's a really interesting storyline that has the potential to go either way. Now, I personally don't think they'll be a top eight side next year. I don't think they've got that much improvement in them. I think they will be better than last year. And I guess for Kevin Walters, the thing that he's, he's he would be most excited about is that he's got 30 blokes that are hurting. They're hurting more than they ever have before. They're probably hurting more than they ever will be. They've had their pants pulled down last year and embarrassed by the reality of first grade. 
going to be hungry. They've got a point to prove. And he has got some superstar players up there. Payne Haas, Tavita Pangai Jr., Katoni Staggs, Tommy Dearden coming through. There's a heap of ability up there with a couple of old head uh, hold heads to help them out. Alex Glenn, Ben Teo. They've got a lot to prove up there. And as a coach, that must be exciting. It's going to be a really intriguing 12 months at Red Hill. Two incredibly intriguing storylines leading into 2021. But for me, I think the Penrith Panthers are more interesting. Don't get me wrong, watching the Broncos rebuild, it's going to be really interesting. But I mean, surely they can't get worse. Surely they can only improve in 2021. And I think Kevin Walters, I don't think they'll make the eight, but I think he will improve them. I think you'll see less of those just ridiculously embarrassing tries that they were conceding this year. I just can't see them going down. They have to head in the right direction, surely. With all the players they've got on paper, there is no excuses. They're an embarrassed team. They've got their tail between their legs. I'm sure they will stand up to some extent. For the Penrith Panthers, though, it's a really tough situation. It's an ex- it's a situation that calls for experienced players, and they don't have many of them. Achieve, you know, Playing as good footy as they did in 2020 and coming home with nothing. Big test for them during the offseason. It's a big test to see how they respond to this situation. And I think it's the most intriguing storyline as far as the team goes leading into this season. They're a team that, you know, so many were tipping they're the new wave. They're going to win this premiership in 2020. No one's going to be able to stop them. They've got too much energy. I think that energy was their undoing on grand final day. And don't get me wrong, they got damn close. I think they lost by six points. And I thought Melbourne was by far and away the better side. So Penrith, they're a really good team, but... There's got to be some serious head noise coming out of 2020. We played so well and we achieved nothing. Came home with no trophies. Seven played the best season a seven's played in a long time. No Dalian medal. It's extremely disheartening and it's going to take a lot for Ivan Cleary to pull these guys off the canvas. I'm pretty sure they will. I don't think they're going to win the premiership, but I think they're going to be right up there and just think it's such an intriguing storyline. We haven't seen too many teams like the Penrith Panthers that have done what they've done. I mean, no one's no one's won that many games in a row since the Cronulla Sharks. They went on to win the premiership. Imagine how the Sharkies would have felt after they won all those games in a row. They lost the grand final. Fortunately, when they won all their games during the season, they had a couple of losses before the final started. Penrith, they went undefeated all the way and then lost that grand final. Four or five months of sitting around in the off-season. Beer doesn't taste as good. Your training sessions are harder. You've got to you've got to work just as hard to get back to where you were. Weren't able to achieve what you set out to despite having one of the greatest seasons of all time. It's a really tough gig. It's a massive test for Ivan Cleary. It's an even bigger test for their young spine, especially Nathan Cleary. I can't wait to see how the Penrith Panthers respond. Either way, it's going to be very interesting. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.